0: you have a gambling problem at all
1: no because I can stop gambling I have a competition problem
2: welcome back into the competition problem with Ben Bobick and Mike Ionello what a weekend we've been watching a lot of sports a lot of hockey a boy is hockey heating up as we, as we love basketball's heating up uh golf this past weekend, we have a great week ahead for golf. One of the, uh, one of the, un, uh, the unofficial majors, if you will, uh, with the Memorial this week. Um, just, just a lot of fun stuff going on. It is June now. I guess we could say it's probably summer. Uh, Mike, how was your weekend? I know you got together with some family this weekend. Look looked like you had a good time.
0: Yeah, it was good. Got away, you know, went to Cape Cod for the weekend uh, with the family. Friend of the, friend of the podcast, uh, Jamie, we got to hang out with him. Um watched a little hockey. We got watched You got to watch two Bruins games, which is good. The schedule worked out really good. Uh, we were doing shots of Pink Whitney every time the Bruins scored. <laughs> that's <laughs> wish awesome. we did, wish we did one more yesterday, but
2: yeah. Uh, hey, listen, I hope everyone had a good Memorial Monday. Day weekend. I always forget. You know, I work the weekends as you guys most people listen, know. So like my I'm kind of numb to, to, to the to the any sort of weekends that's happening. It's like I was coming in this weekend. I'm like, Oh, it's Memorial Day. Oh no That's great. People are gonna have a good time this weekend. I'll be I'll be at the shop. I mean, I was Yeah, your Monday. You're Monday off. Did I Monday off? That's why I was, I always was tell people I'm like, it's the few few uh, weeks of the year where I'm actually off uh when you know normal people are at some point that people want to hang out on Monday. They're off Memorial Day. Hey, what are you doing? I went to the pool on Monday with some friends, had a good time. We I mean, had played, played a lot of golf too, which
0: my, I'm pretty honed in on. Yeah, I just I woke up, woke up, you know, got home from Cape Cod late last night, wake up this morning and now my internal clocks all off where it's like it feels like monday but it's like oh it's already wednesday
2: (laughs) yeah that's the one benefit of a of a long weekend when especially when you get the monday off people are like oh it's the worst coming back to work or going back like yeah but at least it's a short week you just got to power through so uh we put a lot of bets out there mike mike is just absolutely ripping through baseball bets you need to follow him on the action network he's been he had a pretty good may to say the least and he is just ripping through baseball bets we hit one i I rode with him the other day who was that fun too mike doesn't do many parlays and we, and we and that was a fun ride, but uh, a lot of good bets out there to choose from when it comes to you, my friend. What was your best one? You think your best call?
0: Yeah, well, I, I thought we were going to f- complete the sweep. We were getting close to every bet you placed for me this weekend. <laughs> the day before, I went three and zero, and I was one and I, I placed the first day. I was one and zero, then I was three and zero, then I lost one the the second day, but or the third day, but then and then won the parlay again. So yeah, great week in baseball, but I'm not. I oh, had a hot I had a hot hand and I didn't even know it. You did. You were just shooting <laughs> out winners. You finally the you waited to the end of the streak to jump in on the last one. <laughs> yeah, I did. Uh, oh. I'm actually not going with baseball. Okay. You know our best call of the weekend. Yeah. Chuck Hoffman. Oh yeah. I mean, come on. We had him top 20. Guess what? Hey Ben, is 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 third in the top 20? I think it is. I think it's plus it is. Also 175, never a sweat. He was in the top five pretty much the whole weekend. I mean, it's Chuck Hoffman. He finished third and we had him top 20. So that was a phenomenal call.
2: He was he's been playing some some pretty solid golf the last month or so, too. Yeah, he is. Might sneak himself a dub. Just may sneak himself a dub. Uh my best call was we mentioned that uh riding the uh, the parlay with you. I'm like, you'd be pulling in and Mike never does any parlay. It's all I know because like Mike is you know. <laughs> Avid listeners of the show know he is not a big parlay guy. So when he puts in a parlay, I know he's confident in the pick. So he it was the uh, Brewers' money line against Detroit, and it was Twins' money line against the Orioles. Uh boy was it fun too so you get the combo you end up getting it coming out the plus 113 both were pretty i mean i think the the brewers were big
0: time heavy favorites they were yeah they moved it and they moved it when i sent when i first sent it to you they were like minus like 300 it moved to like 380 i was like oh yes yeah
2: Yeah, so you came out to plus 113 so you had plus plus money there uh never a doubt back two two three two three two wins Golden extras (laughs) not even sweating it not even sweating it at all but so that that was a fun one to, to ride with. the yeah, I just put it in for. Him. I'm like, you know what? I like this too, Mike. Let's do it. And this was on, uh, what was it? Uh, Monday, right? Monday, yeah. yeah, it was Monday. Yeah, we were feeling good. Obviously, watching a lot of baseball Memorial Day, mm-hmm. a lot of day games. The Buckos were actually on uh, more, uh, Monday night baseball on Memorial Day, which was nice to see them on a national TV spotlight. But yeah, that's the best call, and that's and it's even more fun to see how they both won. Uh, just it's always a ride, and it was a fun one. So, uh, what about your worst call?
0: Um, first, yeah, I, I I don't mind doing parlays if it's two team. I'll do two. You, you parlay two, you know, two favorites, swing them into a a plus money. I'll never parlay anything more than two teams though. That's where I'm like, now you're just you're just being ignorant. Um, my dumbest call. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little bit of Michael Scott. My dumbest call was actually a great call. <laughs> <laughs> my dumbest call, because for this, you know, we don't we don't we're not doing it based on stuff we say on the podcast. We're doing it on actual bets we made. And I told you guys on the show a couple weeks ago that you had to take Montreal plus 210 over Toronto because that's just too much, too big of a number for against a Toronto team that hasn't won a playoff series since I was born. So, I mean, my dumbest call was I didn't actually bet it myself. I said it was if you're going to bet this series, you have to take Montreal. I ended up not actually taking it, mostly because I'm a Bruins fan and don't want to have to root for Montreal. But weirdly enough, I was rooting for Montreal very hard in game seven and it felt weird to do, but that's how much I hate this Toronto team and just hate Toronto media. Um, but I mean, it's I will never not laugh out loud watching the Toronto Maple Leafs lose a playoff series. So yeah, I pulled the old Ben Bobic, forgot to bet it, huh? Well,
2: nah. I <laughs> yeah, I mean I uh Jesus, that stink for Toronto. You get, you get the you get the Mickey Mouse division up north, where it's like literally set up for everything for them to win, and they still couldn't win playoff series. It's yeah. just amazing how that works out.
0: So and then you and then you get
2: a fun little uh, you get a fun little uh, second round matchup with the Jets. Who I feel like I've just been sitting idle for like two weeks.
0: And talking <laughs> like, like,
2: forever. More
0: importantly, good news for me and any other Bruins and or possibly Islanders fans out there, because with Toronto losing now the winner of the Boston Islanders series plays the winner of Carolina, Tampa Bay in round two and avoids Colorado in the second round or Vegas. The winner of Colorado Vegas now will play the winner of the North division. So as a Bruins fan, I'm very happy that if we beat the Islanders, we don't have to face Colorado next round. So that was yeah. big too.
2: It's almost, it almost lines up like more like a true Eastern conference final, even though it's not East to West this year, but it's like, okay, like, there's a good chance, like, if we won the second round, we'd play a team like Carolina or Tampa Bay in the semifinals. So, I mean, those yep. are – so it kind of is like, okay, this kind of lines up more true. So, uh my worst call was actually on Tuesday. Tuesday, Um, I'm, I'm rolling through the NBA lines, and I'm like – and the Lakers are getting three points in Phoenix. I'm like, oh, come on, dude. The Bronx never lost a first-round series. Like, and I'm like, I'm taking a money line. I'm taking the Lake Show money line in Phoenix – they go and get the win. They win it, they wrap things up at six at the Staples Center uh, and uh it, wash, rinse, repeat, whatever, whatever the saying is when it comes to the, the Lakers, the defending champs. Boy, did they get stroked? I mean, absolutely stroked. By, lost by 30. I mean, come on, bro. Not even close. Not even close. 30-point loss on the brink now. The the defending. World champion Los Angeles Lakers on the brink, head series heading back to L.A., the Staples Center. Suns up three two. Anthony Davis got to figure it out. You got to play through something, bro, because they're going to need him if they want to win. He is extremely vital to that to that operation. Uh, because we've seen what LeBron LeBron tries to carry teams by himself, which he's done almost during this whole time. Second stint in Cleveland, he did that. Uh, just a little too old for that now, brother. You need to get some help. And uh, Anthony Davis got a comeback if they want to any shot at, at uh defending their title, so uh, that stinks 30 point loss. That was just terrible. <laughs> it's just never even a chance. I went to bed. Man, I'm <laughs> you know, I don't even know. I, you know, I hope I wake up to a text saying Lakers complete ridiculous comeback. Yeah, it didn't happen, but
0: what about what about bets you make again? Yeah, so we you know, we talk about it in this pod a lot that there's a lot of. Hey, sometimes you gamble to make money. Sometimes you gamble to have fun. And, you know, there's really nothing wrong with either. This was a gamble to have fun pick. that You know, it's something I wanted to happen more than I thought would happen. But I'd do it again because I'd want it to happen again. Uh, I forget what day it was. I think it was – I'll look it up as I'm talking. But I had the under 8.5 between the White Sox and the Cardinals last week because we had Jack Flaherty versus Lucas Giolito. On the mound. And if you don't haven't heard this by now, uh, these two went to high school together. These two play on the same high school team, as well as Braves pitcher Max Freed. Uh, I don't know how that team ever lost the game, but this was last Wednesday, or last Tuesday. Um, I right had under eight and a half, Flarity versus gilito Who doesn't want to see a pitcher's mound out there? They're two best friends. Like when Giolito threw his threw his no-hitter, he said the, like, the first call he got was from Jack Flaherty's mom. Like, I mean, these two grew up like since they were six years old together, like eating PB and J's in the backyard after Little League games. And now they're facing off on an MLB stage. And how cool would it have been if they both went eight innings, just out dueling each other, you know, one nothing game. That would have been so much fun. And they're both awesome pitchers. So it's not like it was like, you know, unreasonable. They're both nasty. Um Flaherty ended up getting shelled. He had seven runs in four innings, which I don't think he's like ever done. So it's another one I'd make again, just because like, how often is that going to happen? I think he actually got hurt. He, he just got put on IL. So that kind of ex- could explain it. If these two faced off again, or, you know, one of them versus Max Freed, I'm taking the under again, because seeing two best friends throw a pitcher's duel would be, which is, it's just fun, you know, and to, for the most part, overrunners are kind of 50-50 shot anyway. So you have just as much of a chance it happens again. So I would take the under again, just because I think it'd be a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, he don't give up. He doesn't. He's having a – that stinks. He went on the
2: I.O. He's been having a Cy Young-esque season, if you will, really, like very much in contention. So hopefully he can heal up and get back. Or don't because I hate the Cardinals, so whatever. <laughs> uh, but, I, but seriously, I hope he does he remain healthy. I don't want to cheer for that. But uh, what I would make again is our boy uh, at Colonial. Uh, I You know what well, we love betting Abe answer, top 10. I mean, I t- I totally would have bet Abe answer again if you asked me to. We love, we love betting him, felt good about it. I, I just like the field, too, there. It just kind of set up. He's been playing, been having a decent year, and the field just set up for a, an A-Bancer top ten. I thought he was going to compete. Confident. Yeah, I was I was confident, too. I was, he might even compete for the championship here. It was kind of a dud week, if you will, when it comes to, you know, kind of a two-horse race there in the weekend, one of them being, you know, Jordan Spieth, obviously, was, was you know, people love cheering for him, and you have Jason Kokrak, who ended up winning the tournament, so good for Kokrak. Uh, out-dueled speed on Sunday, but very much a two-horse race. When it kind of gets down into that, you're kind of like, eh, it's maybe not as fun. I, I I personally, I don't know about you, my guy. like when you get a couple guys that are in the mix where, like, one shot swing, you know, next thing you know, you got three or four guys that are within, and you're you, you trying to, it's good for betting purposes, too, because you kind of pick a horse, and you're like, oh, I'm riding this guy. I think he could kind of kind of get there, so. But I would bet that that top 10 again, and I'm sure we will again soon. Yeah,
0: like you said, it's kind of a dying in sense, too, where I, I also very much enjoy when, you know, Hey, go out on Sunday and win. Yeah, don't go out and just don't lose, which is kind of what happened. You know, Spieth was like three over. Kokrak won; he was one over. So it's like both. Neither of them played. They both played bad, and Kokrak just played less bad. Like, uh, go out and shoot a number. You know, go out and take it. So, uh, fun, weirdly enough, you know, it's, we talk. We're gonna as we transition into golf, it's the first week in June, Ben. So we've had you know five months of tournaments. Only three players on tour have multiple wins this year. Wow, it's kind of like it's like the cup series in some yeah. sense. Do Not you, many people. Do you know do you know the three? Let's
2: see if I can think of the three. I can't. I'd have to I'd actually have to like sit here and, and actually think about it. you know, it if I if sense. I asked
0: if I asked, you know, someone you just off the top of your head be like, I don't know, you know, DJ Rom, JT Rory, you know. If, yeah,
2: if, if I have like one off the top of my head right now, maybe did did Shamba win two? I know he won one.
0: Bryson Bryson's one of them. Okay. Jason Kokrak's another one. And Stuart Sink.
2: Stuart Sink, yes! I remember that because we won a couple weeks ago. Like, wow, he's won two already this year. So, who, like,
0: who in the pool had going into the Memorial in June, Deshambo, Kokrak, and Stuart Sink, are the only three players on tour with multiple wins? Yeah,
2: there's probably a couple people had Bryson, but I guarantee not has had uh, Stuart
0: Sink. Sink.
2: Or Kochrack. Yeah, for that matter, you're right. Yeah, it's Stuart like It's 05 out here. It's 2021. He's out here still winning tournaments. It's the year of the old guy, Mike. Helio Castronevis wins Indy 500 for the fourth time. Phil Mickelson just won the PGA. Come on. Stuart Sinks winning a couple tournaments. But this week is going to be fun, though. We we, we head to, to Muirfield Village, Jack's Place. Uh, we were, you know, one of the silver linings, I guess, of the last year's pandemics. We saw back-to-back tournaments at Muirfield last year. Um, one of the, the latter of the being the, the Memorial. So uh, we get the more traditional uh, version of the Memorial this year. Um, going to be a great week as it always is. And uh, going to be a fun week for some picks. So when we come back here on the competition problem, we're going to dive into our betting picks for the Memorial. We appreciate you.
1: Keep it locked on the competition problem. Support for the chat 10 sports podcast network is brought to you by manscaped who is the best in men's below the waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over technology developments to provide you with the best tools for your grooming experience. And guys, we've all been there in the shower trying to clean up a little bit and trim up, you know, make it nice looking. And all of a sudden we find out the hard way how wide those teeth are on those old style trimmers. Well, that's why Manscaped has completely redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team has spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created, and they just released the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0. Now, go to manscaped.com, and with our code CTS20, you get 20% off and free shipping. I said 20% off and free shipping when you go to manscaped.com and use our code CTS20. We hope you enjoy, and let's get back to the episode.
2: Welcome back into the competition problem with Ben Bobick and Mike Ionello we head to jack's place in ohio the memorial golf tournament now from what i was reading here mike this is gonna be a little bit different here they've yeah. redone they've they've got a lot of renovations to this course they've made it longer I heard it's up to seventy five hundred yards they've redid the greens they've redone fairways bunkers all that good stuff so and this was all done after the two back-to-back week weeks event last year we saw it was like the work day, and then it was the Memorial they played in the summer, which made for two two good tournaments. We remember last year, uh, the first one being the work day when Justin Thomas blew a three-stroke lead there late, and uh, him and Morikawa were in the playoff, and they bagged just deep putts John on cuts. one another. And then Morikawa had, had ended up winning, and then would go on to win the PGA Championship uh, not too much longer. And then of course John Rahm winning the Memorial, the uh, the infamous uh, stroke penalty he didn't know about. They didn't tell him about. Luckily, it didn't you know affect his victory, but he had no idea that he had to take a stroke penalty. In the uh, in the post match uh, post round interview, uh, which was uh, added for a little intrigue, but uh, fortunately for him, it didn't affect the outcome of his championship win. So. Always a fun event. It's one of those ones that you throw in there with the players that are like that unofficial sort of kind of major feel. You get a great field for this. It's a great tournament to win uh, for free golfers. It could be a good stepping stone tournament to win for some golfers. It has been that way sometimes in the past. So, uh, you know, your initial thoughts as we head into the
0: Memorial 2021. Um, as you know, the weed whacker comes by my apartment. Um, <laughs> yeah, like like you said, kind of a tough, tough course to handicap just because you don't know how much course history will matter um so i definitely you know maybe didn't weigh it as much as i normally would but i i still took it into account just because like ben said i mean the whole the greens are totally different i think every single green has been been fixed fairways and bunkers were all rebuilt play longer like Ben mentioned actually i was thinking you remember i remember last year when they actually like when Rom, like, was on the back nine, they started tearing up the front nine, like, while really? he was still playing. Do you remember that? Yeah, I, they think would I, show, I
2: think I remember that, yeah. They
0: would show clips of, like, Rom's on, like, 12, and they're just, like, bulldozing <laughs> like the second hole. We got to get this ready for next year. That's actually pretty cool. And, you know, but you also, like,
2: to, to your point there, too, you look at my course history. Uh, I mean, it still is what it is, you know, the feel and, of it, the feel and, of the tournament and, and all that you good stuff. you have to
0: think Jack still controlled the renovations, you know? Mm-hmm. Jack designed the course. Jack had all the say in the renovation. So it still, you know, has Jack's flair. So it's, I don't know that it'll change too drastically. Um, it'll be the same, you know, style. But something to keep in
2: mind, essentially. I know, like, the one yes. one thing that jumped out to me that was longer, which you've seen a lot of courses, but doing playing these longer courses, which is uh, just because everyone's hitting the crap out of the ball.
0: Yeah. So I have four names written down here. And typically what I like to do, you know, typically when I'm giving them out on the show, I start near the top with more of the bigger guys who I think can win, and then I go in kind of the mid-tiers and then maybe give out a long shot. I'm jumping around this week. I'm starting in the mid-tier. We're going back to Chuck Hoffman. Of course we're going back to Chuck Hoffman. He's the hottest guy on tour right now. He is 18th or better in seven of his last eight starts. He finished third last week. He is peaking. We're not jumping off now. He's 50, bro. He's fifth on tour in strokes gained approach. He's eighth in total strokes gained this year. He was third in strokes gained in the field last week. And again, taking a little bit of course history, he finished seventh year at the workday open last year. So played well at uh, Mirfield. He's just playing so well. How do you not bet him? So I'm going right back to it. Plus 220 for a top 20. I mean, I might even sprinkle a little bit on the 420 for a top 10. Um, you can get him in a matchup minus one fourteen over Cam Smith, so I love Chuck Kaufman. I'm going right back to him again this week.
2: Yeah, you, you always look. I mean, it's one thing. We it's a trend we we like to do is we are who we got to ride a hot hand somewhere. And I mean, come on, and and it, it piggybacks exactly what I was talking about uh, before the break. Uh, you're the old guy, baby. Come on. 44 years old. Chuck Hoffman hasn't won in five years. Why not? Why not this this week at the memorial? He's playing great golf. So I, I I couldn't agree. Couldn't agree more. And we knew I think anyone who listens to this kind of knew we were, knew the way we were talking about Charlie Hoffman in the last, you know, and everything. It was like, ah, they're probably gonna ride him again. And I'm probably gonna ride him with him because why wouldn't you? He's, he's playing good golf. Um, why wouldn't you? Yeah, why wouldn't you? Uh, a name that I like, uh a name that I like this week, and, and just because you think about Sometimes someone looking for like that, that, you know, signature win, if you will. Like in 2018, Bryson won the memorial. Uh, and now look at him, you know, two years later, he's winning, winning major championship. He's, he's kind of turned a lot of ahead. Our boy Patrick Cantlay has won this tournament before. He's been kind of, you know, kind of springboarding, put him up. I want it so bad for this, for this human being. I think you do too. And I, and I, and I think he, he it's close to being there. And that's Tony Finau man if if tony finau not, not
0: that's not how i thought you were going to go with
2: who'd you think i, I, thought, you, I
0: thought you were building a, a, a victor hovland
2: yeah campaign. right yeah no i i want i want tony finau man this would be a fantastic signature win for tony finau to just like you mentioned like get get the dub and get the monkey off your back in the center like okay like okay we got to win now we got to win in a significant tournament now I could compete in these uh, in these big time plays. Obviously, when you think about the U.S. Open around the corner, and, and of course, the Open Championship returning this year. So, I like I like I Tony Finau this week. He sees he's, he's towards the top. I mean, you get him plus one eighty eight for a top ten. Um, but if you're looking to sprinkle on someone to get a win, uh, plus two thousand, man, would that be a great story? I think I think we'd all love to see Tony Finau get in the winner's circle. He's playing decent. You know, he he he, uh, he played uh he played, you know. When it comes to like the, the the strokes gained, I know you look at that those stats. He's was really good tee to green, but you know it's all about the putter. You, you're gonna you're to have to score. It's all about the putter. So if he could kind of just you know hone in on the putter, the rest of the game seems to be there. And for a course like this, keep it straight, long. You might be in business.
0: Yeah, and you know I love I love if the rest of your game's there, I'll still back you And I think the putter is the easiest thing to kind of figure out week by week. And and, and you know if you if your shots. If you're not hitting the ball, that's that that takes a lot longer to get it back. Um, for my for my kind of guy, I'm more looking at in, in the winner's circle. Um, I, I'm looking to add a third, uh, a fourth name to that multiple winners list. I'm going with Hideki Matsuyama. Wow. Um, he was really playing well, you know, all year leading up to his Masters win. It it wasn't like he just came out of nowhere. That you know you've seen okay. Still hasn't been anything, and then he had a good week to to win the PGA. We're like Hideki's kind of always been in the mix. Um, and then, and now you know we're, we're three tournaments removed from the Masters win, which I don't like backing guys coming off a win. He finished 39th at the Byron Nelson, 23rd at the PGA championship. So you, you could see him, you know, kind of easing back into, into form. And I think this is a good spot for him here. Um, he won here in 2014, he got his first career win here. He was fifth here in 2015. He was 13th in 2018, 6th in 2019, always plays really well here. Jack Nicholas has admitted that he very much models this course after Augusta and used a lot of uh, Augusta features in his course. Well, a always played well at Augusta. And, you know, you talk about this course and, you know, the, the newer greens are supposed to be smaller. Um, this course is known for having a lot of, you know, it's bunkers, and it, it's hard to hit the green on, on these courses. That's why, you know, obviously Bennett as well. We're looking at, you know, guys who are good with their irons who can, you know, reach small greens. But what I like about Hideki is, uh, A, he's good with his irons, but if he misses the green, he's one of the best wedge players on tour. Um, he chips it better than just about anybody. So if guys are going to be missing the green and you need someone to, to go up and down, Hideki's just about as good as anyone on tour at doing that. And it's proven by, you know, the courses that that's really important. This course in Augusta, Hideki's played well. So I, I love Matsuyama here. Um, he's plus 2,600 to win, plus 225 for top 10. And uh, I love him plus 163 for top Asian. So I will probably take him top 10 and top Asian, maybe a little sprinkle to win. Uh, I, I love Hadeki in the spot.
2: Yeah, he. I mean, I remember we wanted to fade him after the Masters as we typically always do, but he's just been still. Now,
0: now, now you're now you're three weeks past the fade where it's like, all right, he's kind of come down from that high. Let's play golf.
2: Yeah, he, yeah, and well, yeah, he's back. He's back on tour, playing more a little bit more consistently now, after the you know the media touring and all that good stuff. So, yeah, man, that that's a that's someone that, that has playing really really well. Um, so another guy, uh, I'm, I'm going to kind of piggyback off what you said. I would like. Potential for, potential fourth name to that list, a second win, another guy who's also proven winner at
0: Augusta, Patrick Reed. Patrick Reed missed the. Go ahead. You you could take everything I said about Matsuyama. Oh, he's pretty good designs, but he's a great wedge player. Say you just copy and paste it to Patrick agreed.
2: There it is, exactly, and you get some good value on him as well. And he missed the cut last week, but I, I'm not I'm not too concerned about it, considering when he won the Farmers Insurance Open back in late January, uh, which was at Torrey Pines, where the U.S. Open's going to be here in a few weeks. Uh, um, he missed the, cut, the the tournament before, and then came back and, and won at Tory Pines at the Farmers Insurance Open. So if you like that trend and and, and what it, what it brings to the table, but you know, j- just a guy that just seems to always be around, especially in these loaded fields too. He kind of always flies on the radar when it comes. You get these loaded fields, you always forget about Patrick Reed in, in that sense. And and there's some good value on a, on, on his numbers. Um, plus two seventy five for a for a top ten, and plus one twenty five for a top twenty. I mean, I think that's that. You get some plus money on a guy that's going to be in the mix around there. Uh, this would be a nice tournament for him to win to add to his res, his, his growing resume, and uh, copy and paste everything Mike just said about Matsuyama. He's been having a decent year. He's got to win this year. You know, Patrick Reed's been playing decent. I mean, he's got to win. So,
0: yeah, I, I like that a lot actually. Um, and then one of the other guys that kind of like to to get a win and that winning uh, place. It's kind of similar to Tony Fino in the sense where, you know, another win feels inevitable, but it's just, can you trust him to finish it out? Can you trust him to close? Um, And I think you're getting a little value on on him based on how we've seen him priced at times in his career. Um, And that's Xander Shoffley. I think, you know, he's been up and down this year, but he was third at the Masters. He was 14th at the Wells Fargo. So he has looked better as of late. And like Ben said, with with the US Open coming up, you know Xander's gonna want to be in, in you know prime form going into that. Um, he leads the PGA tour in sand save percentage, so he's great out of the sand, he's great with his irons. And I read an article on PGA that kind of convinced me too, where you know, Xander acknowledged that he he needs to really it's not really his physical game, you know, it's not you know, he's losing his swing. It's his mental game. He's admitted that and he's He's taken a lot of time to kind of fix his mental approach and he talked about you know how he tends to succeed the best when he's the underdog and that's kind of how he's always been in his career and it's really worked for him and now you know as he's getting more attention that's when he's kind of struggled when he you know and any tournament he's won he hasn't he hasn't entered sunday as the leader he's come from behind and you know you saw it at augusta where he was up there in the mix and kind of you know had the bad shot once he kind of got into contention so I just like what I saw, like, him recognizing that and, you know, really working on his mental approach is something I really like from him. And he's, he's just great. he's He's been playing well, and he's, you know, he's always capable of putting himself in the mix. So I like him plus 220 for a top 10, uh, plus 2,000, maybe a little sprinkle to win. But I I really like him for that plus 220 top 10 bet.
2: Yeah, you get a guy like him looking for, you know, he's won the tour championship before. But, you know, it's been, it's been a little bit since he's won. I think it's been almost two years, I believe. Yep. So been in, yeah. yeah um, oh yeah it has been been two and a half at this point my goodness so yeah he's uh yeah he, he and the u.s opens around the corner and you know we love betting xander at the u.s open so uh, actually i almost don't want him to win because he's going to drive up his u.s open that's odds. true maybe
0: maybe i don't t- maybe i don't take him this week. so i
2: yeah. take him next week so we can take him for that but yeah man that's that's these are some good names. I know you have one.
0: You said you have one more to throw out there as well. Yeah, I wanted to take a fun little bomb long shot. I love that. Love that. There. I actually had two that are two really long guys that I liked, but I'm only I picked one to kind of give out so I wasn't reading out too many. Um, how about Kyle Stanley? Ooh, he's plus four hundred for a top twenty, plus three twenty for a top thirty. Uh, his last five Memorial tournaments, he's three top tens. He was second here in 2018, lost in a playoff. He was sixth in 2017, and he was third in 2013. Um, He's 15th on tour in greens and regulation. He's one of those guys where, you know, it's just his putter is an absolute disaster. But he finished eighth last week at the Charles Schwab. He finished 26th at the Wells Fargo the week before. He, He led the field in strokes gained approach last week. We talked about it. Charlie Hoffman was third more was second kyle stanley was first kyle stanley had better iron play than both of them he also led the field and strokes game t to green so he's a guy like i said he's plus 320 for a top 30 he's he's been in the top 10 five times in the last or three times in the last five years at the memorial so i only need to finish top 30 so i i, I love that value on kyle stanley he plays well here and he's you know, he's hitting the ball well recently. So I, I, I like the kind of blend of those two things coming together here. So I'll take a little bomb sh- bomb shot on Kyle Stanley.
2: I'll throw another name out there, too, who's also been playing some really good golf um, recently. That's that
0: Patton Kazari guy. That was the other one I had. Remember, <laughs> I, I, I said I had two bombs written down, and I wanted yeah. to pick one. It was Kyle Stanley and Patton Kazire. He's got back-to-back third-place finishes.
2: Is that how you say Kazire? Kazari? Yeah, Kazire? Kazire. We'll call it Kazire. The kids, baby, the real kids. Another one. The real oh. kids. Hey. Patton's the real kids. Yeah, I mean, come on, he's playing great golf. He's, I mean, at least asked recently. And like we mentioned, you're looking for someone who's playing hot. That's why we're riding Chuck Hoffman. So, I mean, this is another guy who you're looking for for like a you know going to go big game on in here. I mean, I think I got some numbers pulled up, and I got to sh- stroll down the list here to find where he is for a top twenty plus, plus three fifty
0: plus three. Yeah, yeah,
2: there you go. Plus 360 at, at, at FanDuel. Now I'm looking
0: plus, on. Uh, plus 200, he... for, a 30, plus 200 for a top 30. There you go. There you go. And he's been yep. back-to-back third-place finishes, and he was ninth at Valero a couple weeks ago. Go big game hunting on Big Pat. Patty Kiz. Let's go.
2: I love it, man. This is going to be a fun. This is one of those ones you watch. I feel like the the way the week lines up heading into this weekend, too. You look at, like, what we got going on when it comes to sports-wise. You got to – a lot of playoff hockey, which we're going to be locked into. A lot of playoff basketball. Some fun second round matchups thrown in for playoff basketball too, mind you. Mike, the Nets and the Bucks have locked in for a round two matchup. They play Saturday night. Big time basketball, big time hoops. But the Memorial is one of those of those uh, one of those tournaments. You want to watch one, one of those ones that you want, you want to watch and, and and everything that goes with it. So excellent. I think those are awesome. I think we have some more winners to give out. We dive into our best bets. I'm sure some golf bets might be sprinkled in there when it comes to, uh, to our best bet segment. Um, so I'm excited to go six and oh. How about you?
0: Yeah. Sweet. 6-0 sounds like it to me. You don't even know what the picks are yet.
1: Exactly. Best bets right around the corner. You're listening to the competition problem. Do you live in the Chattanooga area or the greater Chattanooga area and you're looking for a great spot to grab some delicious food with the family or say you want to grab a patio spot and enjoy some appetizers with a cold adult beverage? What's up, you guys? It's Trey Wynn from Chat 10 Sports and I'm here to tell you that Parkway Poorhouse is the perfect spot for either occasion. You can go to parkwaypoorhouse.com and plan your visit today and be sure and tell the guys the Chat 10 Sports crew sent you.
2: Welcome back into the competition problem with Ben Bobic and Mike Ionello. It is best bet time. How did we do last week? I honestly have no idea. I know, I, I know, I was one on one on two of my bets. If you I you
0: went, recall. you went one and two. Dang it! Um, you, had, you had the Islanders money line against the Pens, which obviously hit for you. Okay, congrats on the win. Mm-hmm. In, yeah. In in this, um, you had Vegas money line against Minnesota in Game Six. Which lost, wink, wink, but it also won us money because we had the game seven future bet. So, and you had the Grizzlies plus nine and a half. Oh, against the so close!
2: They lost by twelve. They had stroke, but they boy did they almost come back and get the cover.
0: You, uh, you, you, you went one and two. I went two and one. I had the Jordan Spieth over Justin Thomas hit. I had San Diego money line over Milwaukee on Wednesday. That was another extra innings uh, win. And then I lost my big my big dog hunting uh, little. Matchup with the, both Florida and Nashville lost in Game Six, so I did lose that one. The both, okay.
1: <laughs> so there I went go. two
0: and one. You went one and two, so I am up, and I'm going to hockey. Um, I'm going with the Winnipeg Jets money line minus one thirty five against Montreal Wednesday night in Game One. I know what you're thinking, but Mike, all you did was last week was talk about how much the Jets stink. The Jets do stink, but throw the Canadians. So do the Maple Leafs. So does every team in Canada. But uh, I think at the end of the day, we did see the Jets kind of, you know, look to turn it around. And the the thing with Montreal is, you know, y- your worry about them is that Carey Price is capable of stealing just about any game. So is Connor Hellebuck, and you know, Connor Hellebuck's better than Carey Price at this point in both of their careers. And as, as good as Price looked against Toronto, Hellebuck looked even better against Edmonton. Um, But the biggest reason for this is just the fact that the Canadians just finished up a seven-game series against Toronto. Very emotional series. Two bitter rivals facing off for the first time in like 80 years. And, and you know, they were huge underdogs and pulled off this miraculous comeback to win. Like, that takes a lot out of you. They, game seven was just Monday, and now they're playing game one already on Wednesday night. And you look at the teams, you know, coming off of rest against teams that – didn't have as much rest. Bruins came out in game one and stroked the Islanders five to two. Bruins had been rested, waiting around for the Islanders to finish off the Penguins. Bruins used that rest to their advantage, came out and stroked them, and then they lost game two. Colorado Avalanche, sitting around after the sweep of St. Louis. Vegas is playing a seven-game series against Minnesota. Colorado pumps them seven to one. So, you, you know, we've seen this, what the rest, rested team, come out buzzing against the teams that had to go longer in the series. I, it definitely happens here. You know, I, I think Montreal just went through a very tough emotional series against Toronto. Winnipeg's been rested after a sweep of Edmonton. I love the Jets getting, to, getting the spot in game one off the rest to come out and just take care of Montreal at home too. So, even the yeah. Jets minus 135.
2: Are they getting fans in the Bell Center? Is that what it is, no. the Bell Center? Uh no? They fanned no. somewhere up in Canada recently. Montreal. Was Montreal. Yeah, Montreal. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the Jets it's been like- chilling, man.
0: Yeah, so I I I like them getting coming off the rest. We've seen it work the last two times. So,
2: yeah, you just come in hot, fresh legs, and against a team who just had an emotional game two days ago and just went seven. So, I think it lines up lines up nicely for you there. So, absolutely, I'm gonna go. uh, I'm gonna go with our first golf one here. I'm going to Muirfield, and I'm going with the Patrick Reed top twenty bet. Uh, So I said it was plus one twenty five on. DraftKings, but if you go to FanDuel, it is very much plus one sixty for this top twenty. So lock that in. Patty Reed, top twenty. Uh I might I might, I might add it to the card with you. Plus one sixty. That's a nice number for that. Really nice number for a major champion. So
0: yeah. Uh I'm gonna go with the golf play too, and I'm going back to the well of what I did last week. And I hate doing it because he's one of my favorite golfers on the tour. I gotta fade Justin Thomas again, Ben. I hate doing it, yeah. But I'm taking John Rahm minus 120 over Justin Thomas. Uh, John Rahm won here last year. As Ben Ben mentioned earlier, he won in dominating fashion. Despite I think he shot like a 75 on Sunday, plus had the two-stroke penalty, still won by three. Um, And you you just look at their current form. John Rahm has eight top tens in 12 events in 2021. He was eighth at the PGA Championship. That was his last tournament he played. And if you've watched Justin Thomas the last week, he is a mess. And and the biggest thing we always talk about is if a guy's dialed in with, like, guys dialed in with his irons and just his putter's a mess, I'm more likely to, you know, buy into it because he's playing well. JT's irons are a debacle right now, and that's his strength, and he has lost it. I mean, JT, I saw him blade, like, he was blading wedges, like, just sculling them over the green. when's the last time you've ever seen Justin Thomas do that? Yeah, that's wild. I mean, he was like shanking his irons. He again, he's gonna turn it around eventually. And I'm not I'm not saying he's done. And that's the scare, is he's the type of guy who, if it clicks, he's gonna win. But he missed the cut to PJ, it was 40th last week. He's just not hitting the ball at all. He's spray he he even admitted after the round. He's like, when I hit the ball, I have no idea where it's going. So I'm just gonna hope it's not going in the hole, and I'm gonna bet John Rom, who's been playing great, won here last year. You're getting him 120 over JT, so give me Rom over Justin Thomas.
2: I'm betting it doesn't go in the hole. (laughs) That's that's fantastic. We talk about this on this podcast all the time, Mike. When you you want to bet some of the big players, sometimes you got to bet the big players against the big players to win some money. You're just more confident. John Rom defending his title. It worked
0: last week over Speed. I mean, I had Speed over JT, and Speed finished second. That would, it would be anyone but Coke rack.
2: Yeah, exactly. So uh, I'm going to go to the hardwood NBA playoffs are are heating up. We have some, just some bomb second round matchups already locked in. Like I mentioned earlier, the nets and the Bucks kicking off on, I think it's going to be Friday. Maybe I don't know one of them regardless, but that's a very fun second round matchup put it this way. And obviously a a lot of other ones finishing up. I mentioned my worst call was obviously the Lakers um, money line on Tuesday night because they got stroked. Well, now we're back in L.A. and surely not going to get stroked again. So I'll lay two and a half with LeBron on the Lake show, forcing a game seven, forcing to go back to Phoenix. Um, I just see you, you, you get beat like that and someone like LeBron is very competitive. The rest of the team needs to respond and uh, hopefully they get Anthony Davis back. He was I know his injury was described as day to day. So he needs to pony up and get back in there <clears throat> for them to win. Uh, at least long-term, but I think they could at least force the game seven. LeBron could put the team on his this back. Look, this will be uh, – yes, uh, let me let me pull it up again. I've been pulling up a lot over here. I believe it is Thursday evening. Thursday evening, 10-10, uh, Lakers-Suns, games in L.A., minus two and a half. The Lake Show, we're going seven, baby. LeBron ain't going out in six at home, uh, especially defending a title. So, Lake Show minus two and a half. You could, could win by a three. It's, it's, it's a good number.
0: Yeah, love it. I'm going with baseball uh, for my last pick. This game is Wednesday night. So if this comes out Wednesday, you're listening. Hopefully you listen quick, get it in. Um, I'm taking the LA Dodgers team total over four and a half against the St. Louis Cardinals on Wednesday night. Um, You have Carlos Martinez pitching for St. Louis, who is one of my favorite pitchers to fade. Um, You know, had a couple good outings here and there recently, but I just still don't trust him at all. Especially against this Dodgers team. They rank second in the league in runs per game. Um, the Dodgers are fourth in the league in OPS. They're fourth in weighted on base average and they're third in weighted runs created. You know what the Dodgers offense is. They crushed the ball. Um, surprisingly, actually, their best hitter has been Max Muncy, who is raking. Uh, over the last month, he's batting 333 with a 167 OPS. He led the Dodgers in hits, runs, home runs, RBIs during the month of May. Um, but you know they did just recently get Cody Bellinger back in the lineup. They got Mookie Mookie Betts has missed some time. He's back. So other than you know Corey Seager, they're, they're pretty much at full full strength again, which they haven't been most of the year. So they only need five runs. Again, I don't trust Martinez at all, and the Cardinals bullpen's not great. So I'll take the Dodgers over four and a half runs. I believe it's minus one twenty, minus one ten at Fanduel. Um, so. I'll take the Dodgers team total over four and a half Wednesday at 9, 10 p.m. How about it?
2: Dodgers. Dodgers got a tough stretch coming up here. They got the cards, and they're playing. I think they're in, taking on Atlanta this weekend, and then they got to come to Pittsburgh. No one wants to they're, do that. They're in, they're, they're, in third, they're,
0: in, they're in third in the division.
2: The Giants still ahead of them.
0: Giants and the Padres.
2: I figured the Padres would be, but Giants, well. Wow.
0: Giants, I think Giants are in first in the division. How about are it? Like, Dodgers are uh, second, and Dodgers are third.
2: San Fran back again. It's a fun little competitive division. It's probably annoying for teams like the Padres and Dodgers. Like, I knew we were going to battle out one another. The Giants are good now, too. It'd make for good baseball down the stretch here. That's fun. So, I'm going to go back to golf, uh, and I'm going to go with our guy, Patty Kiz. Top 30, plus 200. Uh, you can get that one on DraftKings. For everything we explain, and this guy's, you know, let's go big game hunt. Let's have some fun. Let's cheer for a guy who I, I believe if he makes the cut, which he very well could because he's playing – Sweating the club really well right now. Um, nestle him in the top 30, stay towards the top a little bit, and just keep doing what you're doing. He just needs to keep doing what he's doing. He's, he's got clubs are white hot right now. Keep riding that wave, brother. Uh, great value on a top 30 for a guy like Mike mentioned, who was what back to back third place finishes or what it was. and And then before that was what T10. Top nice. ten in that sense, yeah. So I mean, we're in I mean we three straight top tens. I just seen him in the top we just seen him in the top thirty for plus two hundred. So sprinkle some on Patty Kiz. I, I I like riding him. I love that bet. I like the energy we have surrounding it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with him.
0: Yeah, well like I said, I, I, I gave out Stanley, but I I had, I had written down too.
2: So go ahead and uh, rep Go ahead and give a, a rundown. Of what we just our winners there. All right, I'm
0: I'm on the Winnipeg Jets money line minus one thirty five in game one against Montreal on Wednesday night. I'm on John Rahm minus one twenty over Justin Thomas at the Memorial, and I'm on the Dodgers team total over four and a half runs against the St. Louis Cardinals Wednesday at nine ten. Ben is on Patrick Reed top ten top twenty plus one sixty at the Memorial. He's on the Lakers minus two and a half going back home against Phoenix in game six on Thursday. And he is on Pat and Kazire top 30 plus 200 at the Memorial. Ben, what does that sound like to you? It sure sounds like six
2: and 0 oh to me, Mike.
0: That's what it sounds like. I feel that's, good
2: about this week. I feel really good about this week's bets. Uh, now, just to be clear, just so I know and everyone else knows that you're wrong, that's for the tournament. That's like round one. Yeah. Yes, full tournament. <clears throat> Okay. So that's good to know. Cause you don't get screwed up. Or I bet, bet around one, too. Good daily double. You win you
0: get two. <laughs> yeah, you
2: get a two for a deal there. Awesome, man. Always good seeing your face. Always good talking to you. Um and uh go bees, I guess, huh? Is that what we're rolling with? They played they play Wednesday night. Uh yes. Series, uh, you, they go into the call, see
0: yeah, I'm not thrilled about it. No oh boy. No, they play they – play Oh, practice. they don't play. Yeah, yeah they
2: don't play and I get a little day off. Good they deserve it, a little day off.
0: I deserve it. Yeah, you do. I, yeah,
2: you're absolutely right. You do. You do. Another day of recovery, and then by by, th- by the time puck drops at 730 on, on Thursday, you'll be like, okay, well, it pour, pour it in, pour in grandpa's mug and let's get it rolling, baby. Let's get a dub. Let's <laughs> yeah, get it dub. Awesome, man. That's great. So we appreciate you guys. Let's go 6-0. Let's win a lot of money this week. Enjoy golf. Enjoy hockey. Enjoy basketball. Enjoy the French Open, too. How about that? That That's happening as well. Um, and, and so much more. So we always appreciate you guys. Uh, for Mike, I'm Ben. Thank you for listening to The Competition Problem.